this was a little treat. We, we don't often oh. get these. And I was like begging you. When I saw the trailer, I remember like putting it in the chat, like begging you. I was like, this is September. We have to. I didn't even watch, I didn't even watch the trailer. I was just like, yeah, sure. Oh, like, wanna... I'm not fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, it'll just be another terrible film. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I, I, didn't, I didn't have any hopes for this film at all. Especially because, like, Lily Reinhardt did that, like, pregnancy one. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Which has been very poorly review- reviewed, apparently. So I was like, oh, they're both from Riverdale, so it's going to be the same sort of quality. No, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, my God, they this was made for me. <laughs> they did it for me. <laughs> anyway, oh my goodness. we should... Uh, we should actually start, yes. Okay. Welcome to Flexers. This is the podcast where we watch bad Netflix films and we try to fix them. I'm Helena. And I'm Rosie. And for this episode, we watched Do Revenge. Popular girl Drea wants revenge on her boyfriend for publishing her sex tape. A new student, Eleanor, is haunted by a rumour. The two teenagers team up to take action against their tormentors. That's it. That's... I feel like that does not do it justice. It, it really doesn't. It kind of like, I read that before because I literally, I was on the Wikipedia page. Okay, so this film came out on the 17th, was that right? On the 16th of September. And I watched it day off and I was actually at work that day and I worked from 7 till 7. So I got in at 7am like, let's watch this film, let's go. It wasn't even released yet. <laughs> I was that early because um, it releases at like 8am in the UK. So I had to wait two hours, well, like one hour at work to like be able to watch it. So I was like looking on the Wikipedia and there was like almost nothing on there. It just had that like, that essentially plot synopsis and that was it. And then started watching it and I was like, wait, this is good, hang on. <laughs> I wasn't even awake when you watched it. <laughs> I, w- I did watch it that day though. Yeah, I watched it like over the course of like the 12 hours. Oh my God. I, d- I watched it all <laughs> in one go in uh, my unemployed bliss. <laughs> um... But yeah, do we want to do our one-word reviews? My one-word review is slay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, it is a very slay film. <laughs> I think because I was going to have my one-word review as camp, but I'm sure I've used that before. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you've gotten very close, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, what was our last film? Our last film was, oh, Sierra, no, not Sierra Burgess. Oh my God, senior year. That was not camp, I would argue. I feel I like that may that have been what I used. <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind, Slay will do. Slay, I think, works very well for this. <laughs> I'm going to say like chaos or chaotic, because mm. it was, I feel like. I don't know if that suits the film. I wouldn't say it's a super chaotic film. I'm, I'm going to say pastel. As in, like, pastel? Pastel? Ooh. It's my one-word yeah. review, because it was. My very first note, before I even started watching the film, I look at, looked at, like, the poster, which the poster's gorgeous. Like, I was looking at it on Wikipedia, like, oh, my gosh, it's so pretty. Um, it's giving very much Barbie Princess Charm School. Like, I know you probably <laughs> never watched that, but, like, the uniforms are so, like, from that film, and I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> the Yeah, I mean, the fashion 
in this film. The colours in this was film, immaculate. Phenomenal. The, I mean, the <laughs> cinematography, some of these shots were art. And it's not often we get to say that on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Like, some of them were very, like, I don't want to say, like, Wes Anderson-y, but, like, they had that kind of no, framing yeah, almost. definitely. Like, there's that one shot... Where he's the, on the steps. The... Sorry. That might not be the I one was gonna, I was going to say the one where she's, like, when they're at the, like, the very first assembly after, like, what happens, oh, happens. yeah, we'll where she's sitting... And there's, like, a, it's, like, a long shot. And she's sat and everyone else is clapping and she's just sat there. And I was like... <laughs> That's, like, the scene in, um... Is it Mean Girls? Maybe. Oh, there's a very similar scene. I'll I'll think of it if it comes to me, but yeah, yeah. Th- that one definitely. And you know the scene where he's, this is really at the end, where he's on the steps <laughs> outside, like on his yes. knees. Oh, <laughs> that that I literally like almost paused and took a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was it was so good. I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, should we do our? Do you want to do the letterbox reviews? First? Yeah, it's not often we get a good film, so <laughs> I'll just a couple of four star ones. Uh, Martin Scorsese mm. wishes he made a plot twist this good. Four stars. <laughs> four stars. Watching Do Revenge is not enough. I need to kiss Maya Hawk. <laughs> Strongly agree. Oh, this film. <laughs> right, should we get into it? Okay. How does it start with the party? Oh my gosh. I will say, I did not realise that this was set in 2022. Did you not? No, like, until it started and they were, like, on social media, I was like, I don't know when I thought it was set, but because it's so clearly inspired by, like, a million 90s, early 2000s teen films, which I did try and make a list of all the references, but I know I missed so many. I don't know when I thought it was set, maybe, like, the 2000s, but... They were on Instagram and I was like, okay, okay, I see, I see. Did the Teen Vogue video not not tip you off that maybe this was current? <laughs> Teen Vogue has been around a long time. Yeah, but they don't do like influencer videos like that. They didn't used to anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Oh, I was like, oh, and that I was just that whole. Okay, honestly, the intro and like the party scene that was my least favorite part of the whole film. Really? Yeah, I didn't think it made any sense. I mean, it, it was there to, like, set it up for her to fall down. I guess you couldn't just go in with her being like, my boyfriend, like, mad nudes. Yeah. You have to kind of, I like, guess. establish that. Because otherwise her being, like, bitter about, like, not being popular anymore is, like, not as... You don't see where she used to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just think there were so many characters in that first scene... <laughs> that we had no idea who they were yet, that I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who the mean girls are. I don't know who we're meant to like. <laughs> I don't even know who the main character is. <laughs> That's true, actually, because she was very, like... I was like, is she a bitch? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the Allegra stuff. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, what? Is she, like, the villain? I... Yeah, I was expecting to see more of Allegra, actually. Yeah. I loved Allegra. <laughs> we didn't see very much of her. I was just kind of like... Is she going to be a bigger part of this? Like, is she going to be the big bad? Um, yeah, spoilers, it was she's not. Very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched this film, please watch it <laughs> because the plot twist is so insane. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't already been spoiled because, like, I fully gasped. Like, I was in a room with someone else watching this, like, at work, and I went, <gasps> <laughs> and, like, covered my mouth because I was like, 
so surprised. So like, I mean, I saw someone was like, I should have seen it coming, but I was too like enraptured by my hawk that I didn't yeah. even see like the plot twist coming. So like, if that's like any, but yeah, like I was exactly the same. I was like, I didn't even see it coming. And I was like, oh my God. But yeah, so I think we should like. They really counted on the gays being distracted. <laughs> I I respect it because I was. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so as you say, we start out with the main character who's played by uh, Camilla Mendez. Is that right? Yeah, of Riverdale. Uh, her name fame. is Drea. Of Riverdale fame, she's it's her seven. What what's the party for? I couldn't remember. <laughs> is it her birthday? No, she was named like she was on like a thirty under thirty list or whatever, like oh, something right, like that, okay. right? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I knew there was some party in her honour. Um, her name's Drea, so she's, like, there, and basically you kind of just get introduced to, like, the school hierarchy and stuff. They go to, like, a very prestigious school. It's pre- You know it's prestigious because they wear uniform and they're Americans, so that's how you know. <laughs> and basically after this party, she's, like, hanging out with her boyfriend, Max, and he's, like... Hey babe, can you send me some of like sex tape so like I can have something to look at over the hot summer? I will say, upon seeing this man, I said, "Is this boy gay or evil <laughs> or both?" <laughs> I I was so confused. <laughs> I, I was like, "Is he like gay or evil? Really? Forget gay or European." <laughs> I was like, "Something's <laughs> off about him." I was right. About the evil thing, not the gay thing, <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah. I mean, they talk about having an open relationship, so maybe. But um, that's later on. The video gets leaked, like, the next day, and Max is like, babe, I was hacked. And I literally wrote a note at this moment. I was like, I feel like he did leak the news, but also that's way too obvious. So I was like, maybe he didn't. <laughs> but then I kept looking at him being like, surely he did. <laughs> yeah, I said, don't believe him, Drea. It was clearly him. But I don't know why. I mean, yeah. (laughs) And then she punches him. She does. She full on punches him and she gets... I don't think she gets suspended, but she has to do community service. She has to go see the principal. And I could not tell you a single word of what they said in that office because all (laughs) of my notes just say, Sarah Michelle Keller! (laughs) Literally, Buffy, I adore you. I didn't like, recognise her until afterwards. Oh my like, god. Well, this is a really hot woman. <laughs> but I was like, okay, whatever. You're I not didn't... wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, what else? And then... Her friends are not so, yeah, supportive at this point, but yeah, they're like, her mm, friends, you shouldn't like, have punched Max. Where, where? So her friends will turn on her and she has to do like... Yeah, it's weird. I'm like, you guys are so progressive and yet you... Don't help your girlie when her sex tape get leak- gets leaked. Okay. Um, so they all stay outside with, like, Max because he's, like, rich and still popular. Um, and, like, she kind of gets shunned. And then Brutal by Olivia Rodriguez starts playing and I screamed. Oh, yeah. It was such a good choice because she is 17 and she's angry. And I was like, yes! It was, like, such a good choice of music. And I was just sat there, like, this film... That's when I literally was like, oh, this film might actually be good. <laughs> I heard that the um, director actually had it playing in headphones um, during the scene so she could time it. Oh my goodness. 
They also, so I was reading about the music. They cleared over 200, 200 songs for use in this film. They brought really? the music supervisor on before they even had the cast. Wow. She was like, I have a very specific playlist and it needs to be played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she also directed uh, Someone Great, which had, it's, I haven't seen it, but it's the Gina Rodriguez singing Truth Hurts clip. Oh, right. Okay. And that was the director, who also apparently co-wrote Thor Love and Thunder. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I've not heard great things about that film, so... Mm. But I guess co-writing Aren't you hard. a big Taika stan? I am, which is why Thor Love and Thunder is disappointing. It's not as good as Ragnarok. Fair enough. Yeah, it's really sad. It's because it's Disney at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put Taika in, but he's only got so much. (laughs) He's only going to do so much. (laughs) There's only so much one man could do. Well, literally, they literally undid all of his hard work in Ragnarok in Endgame. So, like, I just know he saw that film and was pissed. (laughs) Because I was. I was like, what are you doing to Thor? Like, he had such good character development in Ragnarok, and then you just, like, shat on it. Anyway, (laughs) this isn't... We're not talking about that. Okay, so then I think we go to Eleanor's like point of view. Is that right, or are we not with her yet? Uh, we have my hawk's entrance. Yeah, and then she's reading "Strangers on a Train" at tennis camp, right? Which is what this film is based off. Yeah, and I was like, ah, nice reference. And so yeah, that she's at tennis camp, and Drea is working there over the summer. Because Drea's whole thing is that she's actually, like, it's just her and her mum and, like, they don't have much money, so she's, like, having to work. Also, the amount of time she brought her mum up in this film, I was like... Did we see her once? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I was like, would it kill you to throw her mum in? There was actually nary a parent in sight. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is why... There never is in teen films. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? I thought that, and then I thought back, and I was like... Yeah, but we do see parents a lot of the time. We see parents in She's All That, in Clueless, in Mean Girls. Oh, even in um, Mean Girls, yeah. In um, Easy A. Like, and I was like, we at least yeah. see them. And that's why my main fix-it point, I know we're not there yet, but this should have been set in college. <laughs> college, yeah. Because we never see a parent. And the things they are doing is that's not true. very the high school. The amount of drugs that are being done in this film. Right? I know they're rich. They're like... Most of them are children of elites, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. But anyway, yeah, they're at tennis camp. Basically, I think Eleanor hears, overhears Sophie Turner, who's in this film, by the way. <laughs> it took me so long to recognise her. I was, I was sat there the whole time like, no way is that Sophie Turner. And then my friend was like, oh my God, are you watching that film with Sophie Turner? And I was like, that's her, oh my goodness. It wasn't until she started screaming... And then I was like, oh, she looks really familiar. And then I actually didn't recognise her fully until the end when she's, like, actually in the, like, rich prison. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, Sophie Turner. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so um, Eleanor overhears Sophie Turner, like, bitching about Drea. And she's like, oh, my God, have you seen that girl's sex tape? It's so embarrassing. So Eleanor goes and, like, snitches to Drea. She's like, oh, um, Sophie... Sophie's the one that, like, spread your sex tape around. Which I don't think is true. But, like, Drea just takes Eleanor's word for it and is like, cool. So Drea frames uh, Sophie Turner for having, like, coke on her. 
<laughs> you get one of the best scenes in the whole film. Yeah, that um, one was very good. Sophie is being taken away by the police, I assume. Um, and she's just the whole time being like, I don't do cocaine. I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it was and so then, good. Um, one of um, Drea's best lines, she goes up to her and she's like, babe, are you on drugs right now? Oh my God, it was <laughs> so good. She's like, she doesn't even know what they look like. Was. Oh my goodness. Also, after that, I just kind of thought that was going to be the end of like Sophie Turner's little like cameo. I was like, oh, that's cute. She had a little like cameo. But she does show up later and it's amazing. But we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so after that, um, Drea and Eleanor become like friends, I think. I think because... Um, Eleanor gives Drea a lift home. Yeah. yeah. Basically, Drea's car won't start, which will become important later. Yeah, and... I was literally just thinking, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the car won't start, so Eleanor sees and she's like, oh, I'll give you a lift. Yeah. <laughs> so she gives her a lift. They're in the car and we get Eleanor's backstory. We do. Sort of. <laughs> yes, as at the time, we think it's her backstory. Yeah, she basically, like, tells her that when she was 13, she came out to a girl who then, like, made out that she had, like, tried to, like, assault her and, like, basically paints Eleanor as this predator. So she's, like, mad sad about it. Andrea's like, that's so horrible. Like, I can't imagine anyone doing that. Anyway, and then they hang out at her house, I think. Is that right? They go get grilled cheese and have the biggest sandwich i've ever seen in my life (laughs) i was like wow (laughs) oh yeah this is my last viewing note that's how you know how long it was but coming out to people in the car is such a universal gay experience like i don't know what it is about being in a car and telling someone you're queer but it's very common thing oh my god you're so right yes i personally relate you don't have to look at each other because like you're one of you's driving so like there's not that like pressure of like eye contact yeah, but you're also trapped, you know? You can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Throw yourself out of the car like Lady Bird. Yeah. <laughs> or like in um, senior year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> then it's Eleanor's first day at school. She is transferred to the school that Drea is at. She gets shown around by a girl called Gabby who is like clearly very into her. She's kind of like into her as well. And just gets like a whole like... Here are the different cliques. Like, the such a teen film thing. Oh, like. <laughs> my God. That happens in Clueless, Mean Girls, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, my God. <laughs> they go around and they're like... And it's so current without being cringe. Mm. Which I don't think Netflix have done before ever. Yeah, they, they definitely got the balance right of, like... And, like, the language as well, I think, wasn't too, like... We're really forcing in, like, um, like slang. We're just using, like stuff that sounds like more natural like i do know someone's to slay at one point but like it feels like <laughs> me at the start you know. of- <laughs> <laughs> um yeah rosie was in this film and she's the person who said slay um, <laughs> but like you know it, it feels it just felt a lot more natural it didn't feel like you know you watch some like current films and they're like just not using the language it, it's kind of interesting though because it makes me think like i wonder how similar things like Mean Girls were at the time if like people watching at the time were like oh my god this is so like the language the slang is so right or if it's like oh the slang just the slang is so cringe do you know what I mean like 
Yeah, I'm trying what to think. think... Fetch though, <laughs> I know that fetch isn't actually a thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Mean Girls went down the Heather's route of like making up slang. Yeah, as opposed to like using. I'm the trying stuff to that think of exists. another like a teen film that came out when we were teens. It was Kissing Booth. <laughs> shit like that <laughs> when did the first one of those come out like 2017 we were basically adults we were teens i can't think of anything else barely 2018 okay so we, like, we were out of school by then when did things like anger songs and perfect snogging come out i think 2008 rings a bell oh my god <laughs> that was so I, oh it really was I, 2008 never mind was it yeah I'm weirdly good at years for the films. I don't know what it is. What about The Fault in Our Stars? That's not the similar genre, though. No, yeah, I think it's 2013. Okay, sorry. I'm on DuckDuckGo trying to look up Angus songs and perfect snogging. <laughs> it, won't, it won't come up in the autocorrect. And the reason is, it's either Angus things perfect for snogging. <laughs> sorry, let me start again. <clears throat> Angus things perfect for snogging. <laughs> Or Angus Thoughts and Perfect Snogging. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is your autocorrect okay? This is DuckDuckGo. <laughs> good God. Hang on, what about Centrinians? I feel like that's a good... That's British, I feel like though. that was like 2011. Or like 2010. 2007. Oh the my first God. one came out in 2007. Um, I feel like I'm 100 years old. <laughs> I feel like there's been ones more recently, though. Surely. We were on such a tangent. Anyway, I got mad because I was like, oh, this film is so current without being cringe. And then I was like, wait, if Netflix wanted to, they could. Literally. <laughs> All their films could be good. Then I got mad. We find out, oh, oh my God, it pans to the royal court, which is the group of friends that Dre used to be part of. Which is a reference to Scream. It has to be. Oh, is it? I I feel like like when you see the friend group, and they're like sitting on the thing. I have only seen Scream once. I'll be honest. <laughs> Don't worry. Anyway, I think it's a reference. It might not be. I might just be reading into it. But anyway, we find out that Tara is now dating Max. Tara is Drea's best friend. Yeah, and they're all like very much like don't want to be associated with her anymore. He's like fully an outcast now, which is so bizarre. Like, imagine your best friend's sex tapes get leaked, and you're like, "Okay, cool. We're never going to associate with this person ever again." Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, I feel like that was unrealistic for now. Yeah, especially yeah. That's the only thing that like, if it's like the the language is really current, but like that is not doesn't kind of match what most teenagers are like. They're not going to be not going to podcast someone out because of that. Like. It'd be because she said like the n-word or something and like a video got linked <laughs> do you know what i mean it would it would be yeah, more like so that right. than like the sex tape because it's like oh my god protect women like female empowerment um but i mean i have never run in these circles that they are running in so that's I don't very know. true maybe maybe there are circles that age that are like that but <laughs> then we go to an assembly like a school assembly mm. and max gets up to give a speech where he makes himself the victim in the tape leak, despite the fact he leaked it, right? He, he, he makes it. Drea. He's not in it. 
No, yeah, he's not even in it. He makes Drea stand up in the middle of all this crowd. I was like, no way. This is not happening. And then he, like... Does he get them to, like, applaud her or something? I over-remember. I think so. And then he... His, like, henchmen behind him <laughs> unfurl a banner because he's starting a new club called the Cis Hetero Men Championing Female Identifying Students League. <laughs> oh my god. I was screaming at that point. I was like, this is so funny, like, and good. Like, he's just so, so, un- like, he's so trying to be progressive, but, like, failing so hard. I wonder if the reason we find this film so much better than all the other Netflix films is because this film is satire. And yeah. The others are not. <laughs> that might be it, yeah. Like, the people making Tall Girl 2 were trying to do it seriously. Um, I think you called Tall Girl 2 camp. <laughs> oh, my God. Going back to the conversation at the beginning, I think you called it camp, actually. I think you called that camp because you liked that film at the beginning of the recording. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry, I just remembered as we said that. <laughs> In that scene, we see Gabby, who is the one that showed uh, Eleanor around on her first day. She's reading the book that Cruel Intentions is based off. I don't remember the name of it. but um, And it's funny because Sarah Michelle Gellar is basically playing the same character she did. In It's mm. very much, very much Cruel Intentions inspired. Oh, that's so cool. So... Yeah, Drea, like, storms off and goes to the bathroom where Eleanor meets her. This bathroom? Oh, my God. Gorgeous. Barely any toilets in it. <laughs> yeah, impractical. A huge but room. The Instagram would be banging if you went to school Oh, there. my God. You go in on your breaks just for, like, girly selfies. Like. Yeah, outfit changes. You're like... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like, it was an absolutely enormous bathroom with, like, two cubicles. Um... <laughs> like three sinks, two cubicles, that's it. Like a window seat for the like huge stained window they've got. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> what even happens? They sit on the window seat and they talk, like they plot the revenge, right? That's the whole point of the film starts there. Oh, that's right, because we haven't mentioned her by name. There's a girl at their school called Carissa, who Eleanor says is the girl that like spread all these rumours about her when she came out to make her look bad. And so... Eleanor wants revenge on Carissa and Drea wants revenge on Max. So, like, they're like, oh, we should just do each other's revenge because people don't know that we know each other because we run in different circles and, like, you're new. Um, and people would expect me to get revenge on them instead of, like, you, if that makes sense. So it's literally just strangers on a train, but with teen girls. Um, and so they kind of, like, agree to do that, I think, in that scene. Yeah, um, and... Drea is like, okay, but first, we need to give you a makeover. And I was like, yes, "Yes, the scene, the makeover scene, it's coming. The montage. But what I was not prepared for was that it was going to be scored with Celebrity Skin by Hole. Such an incredible (laughs) song. I was like screaming already and then screaming even harder. It was incredible. (laughs) It was very good. And she gets a haircut as well. She has like long hair. For the um up until that point that was a bad wig i will say it was you could see like i think it was like extensions i don't think even think it was a wig god it <laughs> it just didn't look 
healthy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they're like, I think then they get her to like try and infiltrate the group, right? Yeah, they start going their separate ways and trying to. So Drea needs to go work on the farm, which Carissa runs. It's it's on mm. the school. It's very granola crunchy vibes. Yeah, and then. Uh, Eleanor has to get in with the popular kids. Um, mm. Soundtrack at this point is still slapping. We have um, some the Tigra, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was Decepticon, right? It's not my favorite of Kathleen Hanna's bands. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're like infiltrating the groups. We have some great lines actually in this bit. We find out that. Uh, Eleanor's lizard is called Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, incredible. It's lines like that that's like, oh my god, they get the demographic they're marketing yeah. this to. That's like so Gen Z. <laughs> like the full name is Oscar winner. Oscar winner Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman, yeah. Like it's all one word. <laughs> Oh, so good. A lot of scenes happen simultaneously at this point. Mm. Like the pool yeah. party and the beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the beach. It was ridiculous. I only remembered it because of the line, thank God I was sitting on a towel. <laughs> Literally, she has a conversation with this guy who's got blue hair. He and also then works at the farm. You get the voiceover that's like, thank God I was wearing a towel. And I, I was sat on a towel. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that's Just Russ. He, yeah, Russ, he works at the farm with Carissa. So Drea has to like get in with him as well. Yeah, and she ends up stealing the keys. Doesn't she steal the keys on the beach as well? Maybe. I don't even know. At the same time that this is happening, there are also... Eleanor is at a pool party at Max's house. Oh, wait, yeah. can we just real quick before this at Eleanor's house when they're getting ready? Mm. Um, the phrase revenge mummy is uttered for the first time. <laughs> that was a lot for me. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> they call each other it multiple times. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, I see. I see what you're doing here. This, this was all though. for me. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Do we also find out that Gabby is Max's sister at this point? Yes, we do. Yeah. So that's revealed. And Eleanor's like, oh, okay. And she's like, I didn't think you were this kind of person. Anyway, I'm going to go to my room and be mysterious. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go watch a film. <laughs> and if you want to join me. And at that point, yeah, I would have abandoned the plan and joined her. I'm not above admitting yeah. that. <laughs> that happens. And then Eleanor sneaks up into Max's room to try and like get some, like, find any sort of incriminating evidence. And in the meantime, um, Max and Tara? Yeah. Her name? Max and Tara, like, come in and, like, they're about to have sex, but then they don't because he kills the vibe. And so Tara leaves and Max discovers that Eleanor's like hiding in the bathroom because they came in and he was like don't worry I like I relate I I want to get away from the party as well 
and then it goes smoke on the roof. <laughs> yeah, he like didn't even really question what she, she was there. doing in there. I mean, in my, I don't know why Eleanor wasn't like, oh, sorry, I needed to use the bathroom and you guys came in. <laughs> like, do you know yeah, why? I mean? She wasn't like, I got I'd be lost. like, oh, someone was downstairs and I needed a wee. And I'm in the bathroom. She was in the bathroom when he yeah, found I know, her. Right? So I was like, I'd be like, dude, I'm peeing. <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> she had an excuse and she didn't use it. I know. Doesn't he reveal? He's like, oh, I don't even want to do all this. I just want a backpacker. He's like, I just want to travel. And I'm like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah, the only note I have from this section is I do not believe a single thing he's saying. <laughs> I was like, oh my oh. God, dude, pipe down. But anyway, before they came in, uh, Eleanor found like proof that Max is cheating on Tara with at least one other person. A girl from every clique. Yeah, I don't know if they had that already yet, though. I think they just, she saw screenshots, she saw, like, messages. I don't think she got any screenshots yet. Because that's why they do the party. Uh, Oh, um, and the phone hacking. Yeah. Yes. But they, they, she finds out that he is cheating, so they're like, okay, we now know that he is, so we can, like, get evidence for that sort of thing. When they find out it's someone from every group, I was like, oh my god, John Tucker must die moment. Literally, I was like, oh my god. One of the best teen films ever. (laughs) Then it cuts to, they're breaking into the farm because there's a mysterious greenhouse that no one's allowed in except Carissa. And they're like, oh, it's probably drugs in there. Ha ha. It It was. was. (laughs) (laughs) I have a note here that says, I want her to hit me with her Tesla, stuff me like a taxidermy doll and mount me on her wall. Who did they say that about? Was it the principal? Yeah. Agreed. Because <laughs> they're basically, they break into the greenhouse on the weekend and that's like, someone, one of them's like, this feels illegal. And they're like, we go to school here. Like, it's not, <laughs> um, you know, we go here every other day of the week. How is this any different sort of thing? And then they're like, or oh, like, what if we get caught by the principal? And then they say that. <laughs> they have like a one-up thing of like, how they want the principal to like. Yeah, kill them. <laughs> I was like. That was very Gen Z. Very. Uh, the writing, oh, it was good. It really was. Okay, so we find out it really is just like a load of drugs that they're growing on the farm. So like, okay. <laughs> well, it's only Carissa growing them, to be fair, because she's the only one with the keys to the greenhouse. Like, everyone else is just growing outside of it. So it really yeah. is just her. She's really good at, like, plants, right? Like, yeah, that was a successful <laughs> crop there. Um. But yeah, so they use some of the drugs in the um, greenhouse to drug this, the food at this party that gets There's thrown. There's a big I think it's, dinner. Oh. Is it a winter ball? This, yeah, this film at this point has gone over a few months because it's now winter. Like I got it, but it was also, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I felt about that. Thing is, you can't, if they hadn't done that, we would. You wouldn't know. Like otherwise, this happens over like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of love when that happens. <laughs> People just go zero to one hundred. Like, <laughs> yeah. Look, we don't have all day. Get to it. Right. So yeah, they have this big dinner, and it's for all the seniors. And mm. Max is like talking and blah blah. Andrea sneaks off and spikes the food. And at this point, how bizarre is playing? An orchestral version. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, this film is clued in. I see. 
<laughs> I see how it is. So yeah, so that happens, and then but obviously like Drea and Eleanor, you don't see them eating the food. But they until, like, everyone they do. <laughs> you don't see them eat it. You don't see them eat it. And then so they both like sneak off to the bathroom to be like, is it even working? Like they sneak off to steal Max's phone, right? And get the proof. Yeah. That's the whole reason for the thing. And because they want to take Carissa down because she's c- the one cooking the dinner. They want to get her in trouble. Yeah. Um, so they end up like in the bathroom and they're like some other girls come in. So they like hide in the cubicle. And like these other girls are like, oh my God, I am I like, my pupils are huge. Like, I feel so weird. And then um, it like transpires that they've also, <laughs> that Drea and Eleanor have also done drugs. <laughs> so they just have like a, they're all just like tripping. <laughs> That really set the tone for me, that point. I was like, oh, so this is how it's going to be. Like, they're not... Yeah, they're not immune to doing drugs. <laughs> I was like, they're not focused on this plan. Like, they're just out here, wild. Um. So I think the principal, like, rolls up and they, like, break into the greenhouse and find all the drugs. So Carissa gets removed off screen. I don't think we see her, like... No, we find doing. out later that she gets carted off to this like rich prison place <laughs> rehab it's like rich I don't rehab know. isn't it yeah yeah because they're all on they're all they're all 17 as well they're all teenagers <laughs> they're not adults at this point yeah which sometimes i forget i'm like oh yeah these are kids these are they're at school <laughs> no classes are attended in this film <laughs> yeah i genuinely then, don't think we see a single class uh oh we do because we see there's a bit where dre is writing with a pink fluffy pen like clueless yes that's all she must have been in class but that's all i remember <laughs> then oh. they get the proof off the off max's phone that he's dating all these girls and that's mm. uh eleanor like hacks his phone and i was like oh this this feels like it'll be relevant later <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is interesting okay she's like clever anyway wait do they leak it now Oh, they leak it in, like, the... Um, the assembly. There's a couple scenes before that. They do the fucking mass text to the school. It annoys me so much. I loved it. It happens in so many films, and it's like, no, that's not a real thing. But do you know what? I think it's way more realistic now because we have social media. Before, it wasn't realistic when it was, like, sending to everyone's numbers. But now... Yeah, that's true. They, like, they reasonably could have a group chat or, like a group on something everyone having their ringer on as well it would have been oh. like <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean if that, that would I don't be even realistic. have vibrate on I do <laughs> I just think it would be really funny if it was just every, most people like half the people had vibrate on like get their phones out and look and everyone's like holy shit <laughs> yeah no honestly or like apple watches <laughs> seeing it come up <laughs> Everyone, because they're all rich, they all have Apple Watches. Yeah. <laughs> so they all look at their watch like, huh? They're like, oh, damn. <laughs> they get their phones out because you can't load pictures on them. I was going to say, you have the really small picture of the screenshots of the, 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 like, the leaked Zooming DMs. in. Takes a good five minutes for it to like the information <laughs> yeah. to really get through. No one everyone's knows like no on. one's paying attention. Everyone's just looking at their Apple Watch, like trying to see the pictures, <laughs> trying to like zoom in on the words. Like, what does this mean? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, before that mm. happens, we have a whole important scene. Oh, do we? Yeah, basically... <laughs> what do we miss? Drea is having a bad time at school because everyone's talking about... Like, her... Ugh. Everyone's talking about when Drea punched Max. It was, like, in a newspaper and stuff. Like, in a magazine. So, she ditches school with Russ on his motorbike. We love a good motorbike ride scene. And they go... British boy. Was he British? He was. How did you not notice? Uh, It didn't register. But anyway... (laughs) There were two British people in this film, and I was like, why the fuck are you here? Because, like, I can kind of understand Sophie Turner, because she looks like... She looks rich, I can't explain it. But Russ? I was like, hello? (laughs) Yeah, do you know what? You're right. But anyway, they go and go to this warehouse that he owns, and they do a little paint-throwing scene, a la 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. They kiss. Everything's fine. So that's, like, budding romance. Then we get back to school, where Max is giving his speech, and they're going to leak the the texts. He says, give it up for respecting women, which is <laughs> a line. <laughs> and then oh. they're smuggling uh, Tara out the rest of her friends they like cover her head (laughs) with their jacket and walk out and then the oh my god this film you just want max to be taken down so badly and they keep trying to kill him but it's like proper vampire yeah he needs a stake through the heart because they managed (laughs) to spin him cheating as ethical (laughs) non-monogamy I was like, okay, whoever wrote this is too clued in at this point. <laughs> and everyone oh. goes from being, like, mad for, like, a second to being like, oh, my God, I have a shot with Max. I have a shot with Max. I have a shot with Max. That was very that Mean was Girls. Such, like, Mean Girls, yeah, I was going to say, like, that point was like, oh, my God, like, Regina George, like, everyone talking about her. Yeah. I also saw a post that was like, why is no why was no one in that thing being like, oh, my God, I have a chance for Tara? <laughs> like. Uh, right <laughs> everyone's like oh max i was like tara's right there <laughs> there's also that guy who's like listen we're young we all want to eat ass <laughs> yeah like two footballs <laughs> so yeah so everything's going wrong for drea and eleanor like it's not happening for them drea gets called back by buffy miss buffy just <laughs> casually um who is angrily pruning her tree <laughs> Um, and tells her that Yale rejected her. And I was like, okay, Blair Waldorf, pack it up. Like, this is <laughs> okay. But because she punched Max. Also, most of that scene, like, you can tell, like, Drea thinks she, she's been found out. Because she's like, yeah. I'm so disappointed in you, Drea. And she's like, she sat there like, oh my God, how does she know that I leaked the DM? Like, and, and then she's like, Yale's rejected you. And she's like, oh, that's it? And she's like... Why did you think you were here? She's like, oh, no, that's that's really bad. Like, I'm really sad that Yale rejected me. Um, but yeah, like, her grades have been slipping. Yeah. Do you know really interesting? At this point, I have a note that says, at this point, I am not even convinced Max is doing these things. Yeah, like, there was a good point. Half the film, I was like, did he even leak them? Like, did he do it? Like, I don't know. I was like, maybe I thought it was going to be the, the witch um, from the beginning of the film. Oh, yeah, because they did make it, like, a point of having her in the start and then we never see her again basically 
Yeah, like I thought for sure after that first thing, I was like, Max is the too obvious. Max is too obvious as like the guy leaking it because like it would make sense that it would be him. But I was like, that's way too obvious. Maybe it's her. They have to form a new plan, and yeah. Dre is getting increasingly unhinged. And she's <laughs> she like, really is. okay, Eleanor, you have to go to the admissions party in my place. Um, you need like an Ivy League admissions letter to get in. And she just got rejected from Yale, so... Yeah. And this party, like, they make a point of, like, you hand your phones in at the beginning. Like, it's just, like... Yeah, it's, like, the craziest party. Yeah. Oh, I was... I know what I was going to say, sorry. Um, Before that, you know when she's in the principal's office and she's like, your grades have been slipping? My mm. question is, this revenge is taking, like, a year, almost. How are her grades slipping? How is this revenge taking up that much time? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like... I know. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't they done don't much. seem to do leak- anything else. <laughs> no, literally, I was like, how are your grades slipping? All you did was leak some DMs. Like, I think that took you a weekend. Like, <laughs> I don't understand, like, where in between that, like, she's not doing as well in her exams. Like, I know if you're distracted, sure, but, like... That's why I thought <laughs> maybe it would be better if this was, like, happening in, like, two weeks. Because, mm. I guess... That's true, actually. I mean, because at school, they're, like, playing their new roles, right? So, yeah. And they can't hang out together. And Drea has no friends other than Eleanor, who she can only see outside of school, because no one can know their friends. Yeah, how is she failing in school? She's got nothing else to do. <laughs> like, do your homework, Drea. You have so much time. <laughs> oh, I also just thought, like, I think it's because they needed a reason for Yale to reject her, but also someone sent Yale the sex tape. So, like... And the profile anyway. of her punching Max that was in that magazine. That was it, yeah, yeah. So, like, the thing is, you wouldn't even need to have... They could, she could be doing amazingly in her grades. I think that would hurt harder if she was still working really hard to get, like, like grades to get into Yale. And Yale, like, oh, no, we saw you punch that, that video of you punching that guy, so we're not going to let you in. She's like, oh, my God, I've been working so hard, and for what? Like, I think that would have been better. I don't think they need to be like, you're failing. Because, as we've just said, she's not doing anything else. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, that was... This needed to be a two-week film. I'm not here for the whole year thing. <laughs> um, okay. Eleanor goes to the, like, pier with Max's sister, Gabby. There is a whole budding romance there. They kiss. There's a Taylor Swift reference. It's not really relevant, but it sort of is. That reference got my friend to watch it, so... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she's a huge Swifty. <laughs> I love that for her. I was like, there's a Taylor Swift reference in this film. She's like, I'm watching it. <laughs> so, oh, that's the thing. Yeah, before Eleanor's birthday, she tells Drea, like, the day before, she's like, it's my birthday tomorrow. Do you want to do something? And Drea's like, yeah, sure. Well, like, whatever. She's, like, not focused on that. And then, so, like, Eleanor gets back from the beach. Is that the same day? It is, because she's wearing those yellow shorts. And, like, Max and all his friends have thrown, like, a surprise party for Eleanor. Meanwhile, Drea's, like, having sex with the British boy. Um. Yeah, and she keeps leaving her phone open all the time. That really annoys me. <laughs> but anyway, it's not relevant. They have a party. Well, it's a yeah. surprise party for Eleanor, and they buy her one of those matching jackets, the shiny ones yeah. that they all have. I thought it was very sweet. It was very Heather's. Yeah, very cute. That jacket was actually from a small business. Is it? Yeah, a lot of the clothes in here were like slow fashion. It was very cool. I read a good article. That makes sense, though, because, like, they're all, like, trendy, progressive, like, rich kids, so they can mm. afford to be, like, dressing in slow fashion. 
So yeah, that works out. So then Drea sees someone post on their Instagram that this is party happening. And she's yeah. like pissed. Yeah, I girl, don't you really forgot her birthday. Why are you right? pissed? <laughs> but she crashes the party with Russ. She was like mad at Eleanor. But oh my god, do you know the best part? Those characters were not dumb. They already questioned how she had the address, like immediately. Yeah. They're like, how does she even know where you live? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I see. We got some smart kids. <laughs> mm. And then, so they have like a huge screaming fight outside and basically just like leave. But isn't there an interaction with Gabby afterwards? So, like, basically. Yeah, Gabby overhears them fighting and mm. they're both just saying like bad things. But Eleanor says to Drea, like, I don't think Max leaked the sex tape. Mm. And Gabby was mad at her. She was like, I know Max is my brother, but. Like, he definitely did that, and I thought you were cooler than that. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, in hindsight is so, like, yeah, she was right. Because, like, I thought after that it was going to be, like, Gabby being like, oh, you're wrong, I didn't realise it was, wasn't was actually him that leaked it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a very... Like, I get why she had that reaction, but it was a very odd, like, thing that they decided to throw in of, like, why um, Eleanor would be like, oh, I don't think he le- leaked the tapes. It was interesting. It was a very interesting conversation. Mm. Then we find out just... So the plot is sort of unravelling, right? It and is. then <laughs> we find out because Drea, like, is getting her car back from the garage because it was, like, it was still broken from, like, the start, right? It broke again? No, the same thing had happened again. Yeah. And when she called up, she was like, I think the same thing happened as last time. And the guy on the phone's like, yeah, someone's nicked your stop spark plug, like... And I it's was like, been done intentionally. Oh, I gasped. I was like, oh. I didn't realise. <laughs> Are you joking? I didn't realise until they fu- they told me. And I was like, oh. Helena, please. I'll give Girl, you a I'm chance stupid. to cut that out and pretend you realised. <laughs> I didn't realise. No, I didn't realise until Carissa was like, and you didn't question it. And I was like, oh, what does she know? <laughs> Dude, she literally tells us that the- Eleanor tells us that she works on old cars or, like, with her dad. And she knows a lot about them. In my defence, this was between... I was serving customers, like, all the way through this film. I may not have been We can't all be employed, okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, I missed that bit then. I missed that. Oh, okay. I forgive you because (laughs) we basically already know that Eleanor knows a lot about old cars. And knows how to work on them. Oh, I didn't realise. Okay. So, yeah. Someone has removed her spark plug. Someone has removed her spark plug. Did she then go to rehab? Yeah, because I have a note saying, oh, that's Sophie Turner. I only just recognise her. She's so tall and godly. (laughs) Why does she go? Like, I know she goes to see Carissa, but, like, why? Because she wants to find out, like, about the rumour and stuff, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, so she goes to this, like, the rich kid rehab. But before she sees Carissa, like, Sophie Turner shows up. And it's so good. Like, Sophie Turner was so fucking funny in this film. Like, oh, my God. Like, she grabs, like, Drea's face and is like, I hate you so fucking much. And I also love your ear floodsies. Because <laughs> she has, like, these, like, pom-pom earrings. Yeah. It's just like, now I have an actual <laughs> cocaine problem. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so funny. She's so funny. 
And then when um, Drea is like outside talking to Carissa, um, <laughs> Sophie's in this painting class and everyone's like painting the still life. Yeah. <laughs> She's just painted a picture of Drea like on fire. <laughs> and it's just very angrily like staring at Drea from like across the courtyard. <laughs> It's so good. She's only in the film for like five minutes total, but she's so funny in it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, Drea goes to talk to Carissa and find out like what happened. And Carissa was like, are you joking? Why did you believe Eleanor in the car when she told you about the backstory? I didn't start that rumour. You did. Gasped when she said that. Because I hadn't realised until that point. She was like, you started that rumour. I was like, <gasps> no. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I thought that was pretty clever. It was. I didn't see that coming. Also, I thought like it was going to for a moment I was like is this going to be like a amnesia thing or like do you know what I mean? I was like is this going to be something where it's like don't you remember? You're the one that like told this. You know in fucking Sherlock <laughs> season 4 or whatever <laughs> when they're like you didn't have a dog Forever. that died. It was your friend. And it turns out she just like trauma like rewritten her memories. <laughs> Yeah. I thought it might be like that. I was like, oh my god, she doesn't even remember. <laughs> no, it turns out the um, she just didn't realise. Yeah, basically, like, the plot is unravelling. We get the real backstory, which is, like, Drea was the one who made up those rumours about Eleanor. I wish I'd made more notes instead of, evil Maya Hawk, let's get married. <laughs> basically, um, she gets back home. And Eleanor's there. Because the thing is as well, like, people used to call her Nora, which is why she didn't, like, immediately click. Mm. Which, I don't know, I was like, is she that vapid that she can't even recognise her? Well, that was the point, right? Yeah, I guess so. But I was like, damn, you're face blind. Like, (laughs) She's had a nose job. It was four years ago. Even so. And, like, voice and stuff. Anyway. Because they're apparently, like, good friends before that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so she comes in and she like calls her Nora and she's like cooking eggs or something. Or, yeah, like, this is, like Eleanor is in <laughs> Drea's house. She's like I cooking. Big, I'm the captain now. Energy. <laughs> she's like, oh, I guess the gig's up because you're calling me Nora. And it's like, ah. She reveals her new plan. I don't remember what it was. No, me neither. I was just like looking at it, like I don't even remember what the plan was. It's an IP address plan reveal. Basically, she's gonna frame. Drea unless she does something. I think she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take down Max, but I'm also gonna take down you. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, and I also told Russ about like what you did to Carissa, because like Carissa and Russ were friends. So then like she leaves and I think Drea leaves soon after. So Drea's like driving to Russ's place, like on the phone with him, like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry, like I can't believe she told you that like I did these things. I did it for a good reason, I swear. And then Russ is like, whoa, she's not said anything to me. You did what? <laughs> and then she's like, um, and then she gets hit by a car. <laughs> Which, again, yeah. I screamed. Right before this, when the, like, the dinner at Drea's scene, um, Maya says, did I make revenge mommy proud? <laughs> I was like, okay, Maya, Hawk, <laughs> child of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke chill (laughs) anyway yeah she crashes well she's in a car crash but turns out it was Eleanor that crashed into her Drea's in hospital and Tara shows basically I think Eleanor doesn't show up first does she or does she um yeah Eleanor shows up first and then it's Russ right I no I think Russ is asleep Russ is in there like waiting for her to wake up yeah and he's like turn yourself in 
And then Eleanor shows up and is like, people love making other people's tragedy about themselves. She's full on, like, insane. She is, like, fully unhinged. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, we have the, like, flashback. Oh my god, yeah, they have a fucking romantic flashback of all of their romantic, like, friendship moments together. Played to Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Oh so my, I was like, that Hello? was a good scene. <laughs> so that happened. She does the like insane lipstick smudge in the mirror and she stuff. She does the lipstick smudge. Oh my God. There's also like the voiceover when she's like, I felt empty. I didn't even feel like good. I thought I'd feel good for like getting revenge, but I just feel empty. I was like, yeah, <gasps> that was a reference. I, I saw a, the director made a note that that was a reference to election. You know, the like a uh, film with Reese Witherspoon. No. It came out, like, maybe, like, 1999. Like, definitely, like, right at the end of the 90s. Um, Right. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because I Mm. wouldn't necessarily have... I mean, I know voiceovers were, like, common. I mean, like, Clueless and stuff had voiceovers. But apparently, yeah, it was a election reference in the director's mind. Oh, interesting. Drea gets invited to the Ivy League party. Yeah, Drea and Tara kind of make up... Yeah, because they were friends, like, actually friends before all this. Mm. Like, regardless of their, like, social thing. So, which again, it's like, it's so weird that she was just dropped her. Because I'm like, if that's your bestie, you would be, should be there for her. Like, comforting her, not, oh, lol, sorry. I'm going to date your boyfriend that leaked your nudes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like, Drea has to go to the party. She looks gorgeous. Oh, my God, her dress. And, like, Eleanor gives her this brooch and is like got a camera you need to like record everything and they are not friends at this point right so they are enemies now just to they make are that enemies <laughs> clear they're, they're gone strangers to friends to enemies to lovers lovers <laughs> just a little bit in there definitely a little bit but yeah and then so there's then there's that like the main scene in the party is like most of the like what are they called the royals did you say like the royal court the royal court are all in like a room with eleanor Oh, that's it. They're like, oh, do you want? They're like, oh, Dre, do you want to do some cat? And she's like, I don't want to do cat. And then Nora's, uh, Eleanor's like, you should do cat, Drea. And she's like, oh shit, okay, I'm gonna have to do it. But then she's like, oh wait, what if I fight back? And she basically like reveals that Eleanor is like nosy Nora. So then like everyone's like laughing at Eleanor instead of her. So Eleanor storms off, and then Drea like follows her afterwards because she's like feels bad. She runs after her, apologizing despite the fact that. Like, Eleanor is actively trying to ruin her life at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you literally. Drea, like, apologises and is like, I feel, like, miserable. Like, is this making you feel any better? Because it's not making me feel any better. They basically just have, like, an argument. She breaks the brooch. Yeah, they're outside, like, by a fountain. Yeah. And then <laughs> Max enters slow clapping <laughs> like a dickhead. Um, <laughs> like, a true villain... Yeah, Max villain reveal. It's not much of a reveal. Like, we knew he was bad, but, like, it's so, like, I'm going to lean into it sort of thing, which is so amazing. Oh, that's right. He'd gone through one of their phones, so he, like, knew that they were, like, plotting together. Because, obviously, all the phones get seized at the beginning of the party, but he's the one hosting the party, so he'd just gone through everyone's phones, which... Are there not locks on these phones, guys? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It was... This moment was very much a... um ransom in knives out like 
yeah, I killed Fran, but I guess I didn't. So what do you have on me? Nothing. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, it's exactly that like speech, like the exact same vibes. So like, yeah, so what? What are you going to do? Do you know what I thought was going to happen at this point when the three of them are outside? Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to kill him. I thought this was going to be a slasher. <laughs> I was oh like, my God. are they going to kill him? You were like, I was this one hasn't for been it. a slasher up until this point, but... <laughs> yeah, but it sort of had the vibes. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I feel like it would have ha- that would have happened earlier, though. I feel like we were too late in the film for yeah. it to have become a slasher. But like, it gets revealed that like Nora is wearing a second camera. <laughs> um, so she's wearing a backup camera and they decide to take down Max instead. So they like make up and go and like put the video on and like show everyone at the party like the video that he's of him doing his whole ransom speech. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, I killed Fran, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> I love that you know that. <laughs> and that if I have a good lawyer, which I have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I need to rewatch that because Glass An- Glass Onion's coming out soon. Yeah, I don't think it's that soon, but yeah. Well, it's annoying because this like film reviewer I follow on Letterbox has seen it, and he left a review on it. So I was like, oh, is it coming out soon? No, it's coming out the day before Christmas Eve. Like, it's so unfair that he got to see it like three months before it's out. <laughs> Wait, it's coming out the twenty third of December. Yeah. On Netflix, but it's also going to be in cinemas, right? I don't know if it's going to be, like, outside of America, though. That's annoying. But I think it was just, like, an international release on Netflix. Okay, in October, it has the premiere. It's, like, mm. the closing night gala. This must be for the BFI Film Festival. We should watch it, like, yeah. when it comes out. I mean, if it's technically a Netflix original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we would have, like, a week to edit it. <laughs> it could be a New Year's thing. <laughs> listen in december it's going to be bad christmas films only okay we're doing at least one of the princess switches is there going to be a new one no but we've only seen the first one so we need to watch the second one oh. and eventually the third one <laughs> My God. listen we need to add to the vanessa hudgens christmas cinematic universe <laughs> we can't not because it's that night before christmas as well which i have seen end in the year strong <laughs> but yeah so they broadcast a video of max Praise like, You starts playing. What tune? Yes. What tune? And then Buffy is like, there's a spot open for Yale, at Yale now because Max isn't going, obviously. Yeah, he got expelled. And she's like, yeah, no, no thanks. I don't want to go to Yale anymore. And I was like, girl, that's been your whole motivation this whole film. And you're like, actually, no. <laughs> I know. That was... Oh, okay. but I guess her grades have been slipping, so she doesn't care about it anymore. Which is why it should have been a two-week film. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, and then Drea and Eleanor kind of skip graduation and drive off. Ride off into the sunset. Yeah. They're singing in the car. It's incredible. They're singing Bitch by... Yeah, uh, Meredith Brooks. Yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> what a song. And uh, that's the end. And then during the credits, we have like clips of like Drea apologizing to Russ and Eleanor doing like a big a true 90s 2000s film end credit scenes set to the cranberries that's good because they don't make you wait till the end they're like you're not gonna wait till the end of these we'll play them while we're we're rolling the credits like like it should be (laughs) I loved it that's how it should be 
I noticed as the credits were rolling, Este Haim did the music. Oh, was in one of the Haims? Yeah, pieces. the bass. It's like the bass, whenever the oh bass is playing, that's her playing bass. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I think the music was definitely like in place before the cast was. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, yeah, that does, um, that seems realistic. The music was so good. There were a couple of songs that they couldn't get that they really wanted that they just couldn't afford. But I thought all the songs were fine. Literally brutal. I'm still not over the use of brutal. Like it it went so perfectly. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I'm still thinking about it. It's so good. (laughs) Okay. Anything you want to fix? Let me see. I have some notes from friends and me. (laughs) <laughs> from your friends um yeah well i was talking about it with my with the officials uh flix's fan discord um <laughs> that's a joke um the like their main criticisms was that like the ending was kind of like underwhelming like eleanor and drea like the distance between them falling out and like becoming friends is quite short if yeah. that makes sense like, i agree because at like one point i said i don't know what was real and what wasn't Mm, yeah like they made up really quickly Mm. (laughs) i was like that should have happened at the midpoint i felt like not five minutes before the end it's a netflix classic to do that though (laughs) literally i was like you could have had that reveal earlier and then they'd be like hate working together more yeah i just felt like the ending felt like they forgave each other too quickly um and one of my friends as well was like, they should have stayed insane. Like, they should have just gotten, like, worse. Because <laughs> yeah. in, like, the, like, after end credit scenes, they're kind of, like, normal again. And it's like, these girls should... Maybe it should have been a slasher. Like, <laughs> maybe it should have been a slasher and Dre should have been killed by that car crash. <laughs> oh, my God. A very different film, but that's the only time I can think of where, like, you would start killing. I, like, no, I genuinely thought they were going to kill Max I think I've, like, been poisoned by, you know the film Sorry to Bother You, with uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I have not seen it. It has a very normal trailer, but the film is wild. And now I think (laughs) every film is going to do that to me. (laughs) You didn't see, like, a normal trailer and you're like, this is a lie. I don't believe this for a second. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Honestly, I wish... I want them to do a Halloween version where it's the same film, just edited different. (laughs) I think my main fix-it note is that it should have been set in college. That's, like, the only thing I think was actually bad in this film. My friend's fan also said that Drea and Eleanor should have, like, ended up together at the end. Or at least kissed. Like, there was so much tension there. And the whole, like montage as well when she was in hospital i was like they're gonna at least like hate kiss or something right like we yeah didn't get anything i the tension personally was think it was better that they didn't oh yeah but i do definitely see the arguments for both sides <laughs> i didn't want them to use it as like yeah i understand not wanting to like use it as like a look how progressive we are but at the same time they drove off in the sunset together it was only the, like, after credit scenes that was, like, they're still, like, not into each other. And I was like, you guys have such an intense, like, it kind of reminds me of, you know, people say, like, like, 
queer women growing up have like the childhood crush like that best friend that they've always been in love with that like yeah they never exactly. really get over like I feel like that they were that sort of thing and I was like yeah that's why I liked it that's why I didn't want them to like mm. actually have anything and I didn't want it to be a spectacle yeah no that's fair oh my god spectacle no oh my god <laughs> <laughs> are you okay the amount of posts on tumblr I've seen about nope like analyzing it is so good and they're all like oh they're so good. I need to I've send seen you so much such top tier analysis of that film. They're insane. Like talk about spectacle and like. I actually think it could be my favorite Jordan Peele film. I actually, I because I've seen it since I like, I saw it after we watched it again. Like mm. and I enjoyed it so much more the second time. Like having seen it for the first time and like read stuff on like online as well and just like understanding it more. Like watching it again, I was like, oh my god, like. This is so good. Because <laughs> I wasn't really sure how I felt about it afterwards. Because I, 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 I remember, like, we were sat in Nando's and I was like, I don't know if, like, this was a good film. I enjoyed it, but I was like, I don't know if, like, how I feel about it, really. And then I watched it again and I was like, no, this is a very really good film. <laughs> I I mean, I obviously love John Peel a lot anyway. Um, <laughs> but, like, Get Out is a very good film. I didn't like Us as much. I didn't dislike it. But, oh, nope. This might be the one. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. The sound design is insane. I started... <laughs> I was doing some work the other day and I put on the Nope soundtrack and I had to turn it off because I kept getting jump scared by the music. <laughs> That's so funny because I saw you listening to it on Spotify. <laughs> I think I thought I took a picture and sent it to you, but maybe I didn't. I was like, wow, Helmer's like kind of going hard right now. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, Jean Jacket, like, the little, like, every now and then would just, like, come into the score and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> just, like, out of nowhere. And I'd be like, oh, okay, phew. <laughs> they also have the. Um... Please do your Jean Jacket impression again. <laughs> what? Please do your Jean Jacket impression again. <laughs> I can't. It was like, uh... <laughs> But they, because they, they also have the, um, because the reason I looked it up was because the guy doing the um, purple people eater thing, like, really scratches my brain. So I was like, I wonder if it's on the soundtrack, and it is. So I, I was listening to that a bit as well. You're so valid. He's got such a nice, like, gravelly voice. <laughs> like that's a gravelly voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. That was a big tangent. It was. Um, I'm just looking through my brief, brief notes when I actually watched it. Um, I think I hit everything. I think only the only other thing I can think of is like it had a lot of cast which didn't need to be there. Yeah, like the pyromaniac Megan. She was a queen, but like barely Who? in it. Megan, the girl from Disney Channel. <laughs> I can't remember her name. I think it's Paris something. Oh my god! Who? Hang on. I have the Pyromania name Megan in my notes. I've just like control F. She's like one of the um, royal court. What did she do in it? Not much. She's just one of the like lackeys. But at the beginning, she's like, do you want me to set it on fire? And I was like, slay Megan. <laughs> <laughs> the o- the note I have on her is like, she's, there's a bit with the like TV show at school where her and Tara <laughs> are talking about the profile the magazine did on Drea punching Max. Mm. Other than that, I completely forgot who that was. It's Paris Berelic. 
Um, she has no been idea. in <laughs> Lab Rats Elite Force, Alexa and Katie, Hubie Halloween, and Do Revenge. What uh, a filmography. She was, also, she was also in Tall Girl. She was Liz in Tall Girl. Who the hell was Liz in Tall Girl? You know, very briefly, he has this... <laughs> Dunkerman has this affair with the um, the gluten-free girl in the painting class. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I actually her. do know who you're talking about. <laughs> it was the painting class that prompted me. Yeah, her. She she was the she was Megan, the pyromaniac. <laughs> I am begging Netflix to release this girl from whatever dungeon they're <laughs> keeping her in. Or give her a better film. Well no, she is in um Lab Rats? Something like that. <laughs> Alexa and Katie, I was gonna say. <laughs> what is that? I don't know, it's a Netflix show about like a girl with cancer, I think. Right, that sounds tragic, but like let this girl be free. <laughs> Have you considered she enjoys it? She might enjoy it. <laughs> I guess. She's only okay. two years older than us. Crazy. Oh my god. What was your favourite <laughs> thing about the film? It's brutal. Like, it's got to be, like, when Brutal started playing, I literally gasped. Like, I was like, this is so perfect. Like, I think it, I have yeah. to agree. That specific the, the, moment. Yeah, the soundtrack was my favourite too. Okay, if you're going to say that, then I will say that I also really loved the uniforms and, like, the whole, like, outfits were all so good. Like, as I say... Oh, you're right. Barbie Princess Charm School vibes, like, of the uniform. Because they wear, like, stupid little, like, capes and, like, berets and, like, everyone has, like, different ties. And I was like, hell yes, this is so stupid and perfect and I love it. We should be Drea and Eleanor for Halloween. We really should. Now, (laughs) the question is, who's who? That's the real question. Um, you know the purple jumper you have? That's like soft. I'd have a purple jumper. You do have a purple jumper, oh my god. Like a purple like sweatshirt. <laughs> do I? Yeah. <laughs> I can find a picture of you in it. Please do. <laughs> I don't know if I have a purple jumper anymore. You do, I promise. When was my birthday? You wore it on my birthday. Is it like a light purple, like a dark purple? It's light purple, like a lilac. Yeah. Anyway, my point is I feel like you would be Eleanor because Mm. she wears purple and you have this purple (laughs) jumper. I do have a pink beret, but it's not purple, I guess. You have a beret? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere. Amazing. Oh my God, hang on. Also, you have dark hair. Not to be like... Yeah. I love Camila Mendes. I think she's great. I kept calling her Camila Cabello in the whole of my notes. Oh my God. I cannot remember her surname. <laughs> oh, the better Camila, I would argue. <laughs> oh, quickly, the director and the music supervisor said they wanted the soundtrack to be the perfect intersection between new and nostalgia. I think they achieved yeah, that. They definitely did. The whole film was that, like... It was, like, so nostalgic for, like, old kind of, like, teen toxic girl mm. <laughs> films. And, like, it definitely feels like a new entry to it as well. I could see this being, like, a classic. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, someone on so Letterboxd said that teens in 2030 and 2040 are going to love this. <laughs> Literally, it's, yeah, it's such a good, like, capture of, like, 
what it's okay not exactly what it's like to be a teenager now but like it is such a good like little snapshot like yeah exactly and i think it's funny because all of the scenes are so clearly referencing films from the 90s but in like 10 years time those films probably won't be as relevant and mm. it'll be like this film will be the reference i hope yeah, exactly. it was a good film i hope it gets a physical release oh my god netflix <laughs> put this on dvd well yeah i sound old saying that but give this a physical <laughs> yeah, release they're gonna be like who has dvd players anymore and it's like i do <laughs> i want it i just don't want them to take it off netflix or like netflix I to bought... go under and everything gets deleted yeah. literally i bought black sales the box set the other day because exactly I was like, well, do you know why? It's because I started watching it on Amazon Prime because it was free on Prime. And halfway through me watching it, I got like three episodes in and then they were like, oh, you have to have Starplay now to be able to watch it, which is an additional subscription. And I was like, Ridiculous. I'm already subscribed to Prime. What do you want more? So I like refused to like get the Starplay. So I bought the box set because also for like, I know I'll like the show, so I want to keep it physically. Exactly. So I like having things and like CDs as well. Um, oh my god, I can't go that far. I already spend a fortune on Spotify. <laughs> I don't. I you know I use Spotify free. <laughs> I don't pay for Spotify. I refuse. The duality of man. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, I'm sick of the same university adverts, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna pay money to not hear them. <laughs> when we live together, we can get Spotify Duo. I'm not paying for it, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm not paying for Spotify. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, do you know what's funny? Sorry, about the film. You almost didn't get your favourite moment because originally they wanted the soundtrack to be all covers of 90s songs. Oh, yeah. And then they decided to add in some like current songs. It's good that they did because otherwise it would just be like... Too nostalgia-heavy. Yeah. yeah, it needs to have its own feet to sound on almost, like... Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that they used music that's good now. And, like, the Billie Eilish song as well was such a good choice. Like, oh, that was a good choice. Her and, like, Olivia Rodrigo, in my mind, are, like, the, the like... 2020s like, it girls. <laughs> like, teens as well. Like, they're both teenagers, and they were teenagers when they wrote those so songs. True. So, it, like, they get, like, teen angst because they're teenagers writing it. Like, ah! Mm. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, anyway, and on that note, that was Do Revenge. It was. Please watch this film. <laughs> if you've gotten here and, like, haven't watched it before we we spoiled the plot the plot twist, uh, please do watch it. Um, it's still just as good. Um, yeah, it's so fun. It's funny as well. Like, I don't think we've really talked too much about, like, the dialogue, but it is funny. <laughs> yeah, we didn't... Um, I definitely wrote down a few of the lines. We didn't really hit on them, but the the dialogue is not cringy in a way you'd expect it to be. Yeah, no, like, it's really not... The only time you're cringing in this film is, like, whenever Max is, like, being very performative <laughs> as, like, his feminism things. And, like, even then it's funny as well. Yeah, like, it's it's really good. And, like, Sophie Turner, even if you just watch it for Sophie Turner's bits, like... <laughs> 100%, yeah. She was such a highlight. She's so funny in it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think that's it, though, isn't it? Uh, are we going to talk about what we're watching next month? Yeah, we know what it is, right? Uh, so, in October, we are going to be watching The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Uh, it's going to be coming out October 14th. Um, 
it's not out yet <laughs> but it'll be out soon we're watching a lot of current films this year i think which is quite nice yeah and it's rare that we know what we're going to be watching next month <laughs> when we record so yeah so we're going to watch, watch it with that. us i feel like this might be good maybe i don't think it's going to be hubie halloween i think it's going to be better it better than not hubie be halloween. i'm putting my bets in now <laughs> this one is going to be better than hubie I know the bar's pretty low, but we could always go lower because Shaq was in that one. So I think the plot is pretty similar. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I think like Halloween decorations come to life. I think that's the plot of this one. Oh, okay. I don't even remember the plot of Hubie Halloween. I just remember his mum wearing outrageous shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Flix's Pod. Um... Apparently it's getting revived soon. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, that, those are our socials. Oh, our intro music is Fall For Me by Sylvie. The link to the album is in our episode description. Yeah, so thank you for listening. Until next time, we will see you in October. See you then, I guess. <laughs> we'll see you then. How about that? Yeah. See you on Halloween. <laughs> Oh, will it be in Halloween, actually? When's Halloween? The 31st of October, like it is every year. No, I'm sorry, I meant the Friday. <laughs> no, it's the 28th. Damn, I thought, I thought Halloween might be the last Friday of the month. to rewatch this i think because there's going to be a lot more details i definitely missed i really want to can we watch it together like in person at some point we don't often get to (laughs) do that because obviously we don't talk about it until we record i would love to watch this together i think that would be fun it would be good to rewatch it yeah we'll do that yeah